Playback. I mean, back. Playback was Play the theme. Back. Play that back. We're here now. We are. We're back. You know, second time this month because it's the future. Shh, don't tell anyone. Shh. It's the future. Let them figure it out. Yeah, we could go back to the future. Well, we'll do that later. But we could. We are. We are in the future. Yes. Because this is the second episode of. of the playback theme. Yes. For Loot Crate this month. So. Yeah, we figured after talking about The Simpsons and, and about uh, Dungeons Dragons and Dragons and Dungeons and all the craziness that goes around with that, we would come back today and give you some more playback uh, franchises, mm-hmm. which are going to be Back to the Future and Sonic the Hedgehog, both amazing old school uh, yes. thing, things that we did as a kid's growing, growing up. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that... Why don't we talk about some other fun uh, old school stuffs that uh, were around growing up? I like to talk about Animaniacs because who doesn't like to talk about Wacko Yakko and Dot? Dot? Doc? Dot. Dot. I'm thinking Dot. of Back to the Future. No, we're not Dot. talking about that right Dot. now. Dot. Dot. The Animaniacs. The Animaniacs. Was that a was that a show you used to watch when you got home from school? Yes. I know it was. It was. I dude, I had to roll up to my house. Be in my door by like three o'clock to mm-hmm. sit down and throw on the what was it? what channel was it? Bad WB it was WB. It was the WB CW Kids. WB Kids. Yep. Sit on the WB and watch the Manny Maniacs. I had yep. to do it. I had to get home and watch that yep. show, and it was amazing every single day. My favorite bit still to this day is when they sing the uh, Countries of the World. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know the. Uh, now I can't remember it off the top of my head. And he was, oh, it was like United States, Panama, Mexico, Canada, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, Cuba, Caribbean, Colombia, something. And then I saw I knew the rest of the I knew yep. it back then, but that was hands down my favorite song ever. I, I, did, I still didn't get the states in the in their capitals. But, but you knew everything else. I knew everything else. Yes, it was a fantastic song. I wanted to do it for a talent show once because <laughs> because if I could do that during a talent show, I'd be the most popular kid in school. Yeah, they'd be like, "How? What?" I mean, he, he was saying it so quick. I was as a kid. I mean, I was listening to it, but then like you know, when he was pointing to each country and whatnot, they were lighting up in the color that they, they were, were in the map. You know? And see, see, like I said, I'm a, I'm an audio memorizer. Mm-hmm. So to just listening to it over and over again, just tuned in, and then just, just just got it. So did so you watch Animaniacs? Yep. Do you have a favorite bit or favorite favorite bit? Hands down, is Pinky in the Brain. Pinky in the Brain. I love myself some Pinky in the Brain. Pinky in the Brain. Uh, Two mice trying to take over the world from a lab. Yep. Was it? I think it was the same voice actor. I'll have to look this up, but the same voice actor that did Brain in the Animaniacs voiced Mr. Freeze in the animated series for Batman. Ooh. I think that's correct. Don't quote me on that, but so, I think I remember hearing about that. On future podcasts, we might have to bring this back on earlier podcasts, not with you, with, with one of my other co-hosts. Mm. We actually, uh, Robert Polson, the guy that actually does the voice of uh, Pinky, yeah. You know, the Nerf guy. Yeah. He uh he has his own it's like tune tune ta- tune Where they read where they scripts? read scripts. Yes, I've He's, seen that. Aren't those amazing? Yes. 
those are some of the best. And that, like taking me back to like the voice, the guy they had the guy that did the voice of Goofy, mm-hmm. uh, and they had the guy that did uh, uh, what other ones? I know. I think I think it was one of the Simpsons. Oh, uh, Seth Green did Chris. They did a reading of Lord of the Rings uh-huh. where uh, they did the voice of Chris Griffin as Frodo. <laughs> And I know there's a Star Wars one not too long ago where yeah. it was like the voice of Pinky and the voice of, uh, who was it, Pete? Like the Pete from uh, the Goof Troop. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they did that. That Those are so funny. So maybe on, on a future podcast we can find find one that's maybe relative to something that we're talking about and, yeah. and, and play that because those guys mm-hmm. – are freaking hilarious. Those guys do amazing, amazing things with all the voices that they can that, do. That, that they can do. But yeah, brain, smartest mouse I know. Yep. Pinky, not so much. Not so much. But he can talk. But he's moral support. He is moral support. He, uh, he although he doesn't know what they want to do every night. I mean, I figure they'd be doing it for so many nights that he mm-hmm. would know what they were going to be doing tonight. But, he but Pinky has so many awesome comments about what uh, they think they're doing. You mean that night or uh, a for effort, a for effort. Yes. Go pinky. He's, he's, he's trying. He is. He's a mouse that, uh, that tries his best. He's just been tested on too much. <laughs> you think that's what it is? Maybe. Maybe brain was given the smart juice and he was and just like, he was given the dumb juice. Counteract and like, they're trying, okay, what are the side effects? We'll give it to this mouse. And oh, was... he was the side effects <laughs> mouse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pinky. Is that why I always said narf? Maybe. I used to say that all the time. Narf. Narf. Who doesn't like narf? What's narf? Was it just a tick that he had? Just Narf. 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 Brain, let's go do something. Narf. Narf. Right. All right. Well, we're going to take it a little bit farther into the past than Pinky and the Brain. Because Pinky and the Brain was the 90s. Yep. We're going to go all the way back. To 1985. And then we'll go all the way back to 1955. Yep. And then we'll go all the way to the future in 2015. Yes. Because there are so many time for, And I don't know if we'll go way, way back. Do you remember what year they went way, way back? 1885. 1885. To what the was west. The, what was the five? Like, they always had to do, like... It seems like they had to 85. always do round numbers. They, yeah. They, uh, they couldn't... You know... I would go back, I mean, if I had a time machine, I'd go back to 1983. That was the year I was born, but maybe that's just me. I mean, would there be a specific year you'd want to try? If you had a time machine, uh, what year What year would you go back to? 1971. 1971? Yep. What year was that? Uh, Something specific? Or just that's just a good random year? A good random year. Uh, Music-wise, that was Stairway to Heaven from Led Zeppelin. All right. Hear that uh, live? Yeah, or on, on record. Yeah, they hear it on like record for, for the first, first time. time ever on radio. Whatever, uh, the French Connection. Uh, one of my favorite movies is The Clockwork Orange, and All that right. came out in '71. There you go. So there's Even some. That's not the most. It's an explicit film, so viewers, it, <laughs> if like, you watch it, know what you're getting into, right? So, so like we do, we're starting to do on our new podcast. We want to give someone a good understanding of, of what we're talking about. Yes, prior. To us talking about it, because mm-hmm. we just want to make sure that you guys, you know, know some facts before we delve into some of the things we got planned. So, Back to the Future uh, was made in 1985. 
Mm-hmm. Um, directed by Robert Zemeckis, amazing freaking actor or director. Actor? Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa! He was a great director. He was a fantastic, fantastic director. Um, and it was written by Zemeckis and Bob Gale. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stars Michael J. Fox. So he is a fantastic actor as well. Yes. Um, great that he got chosen. Seemed kind of seemed kind of old for the part. He didn't really have that teenager. I always, I always found that Teenager interesting. Vibe that well, they, they get actors and actresses like, we know you're a certain age. You're like in your early to mid thirties, <laughs> but you look like you could pull off like an eighteen year old. Yep, I can like still a, do. I could pull off eighteen. Right. Still. Shave the beard and everything. Oh yeah, I and, got that young look to me. I can pull that college student twenties. Yeah. You know, grow out the beard. I can be the adult. Um, but yeah, but so Marty McFly, teenager, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can believe it, sent back to nineteen fifty five. To have sex with his mom. No, that's not why he was sent Whoa. back to 1955. Whoa. He almost did, though. He almost did. He almost right. did. But he went there to meet his future parents uh, by act by pure accident. He was yep. following George. He om- yep. Um, and accidentally becomes uh, his mother's romantic interest. Ooh. Ooh, you thought you you knew he could have been his own grandpa. Oh. That's how that turns out. Yeesh. Um, but then uh, Christopher Lloyd. Portrays the eccentric scientist, Dr. Mm-hmm. Emmett Brown, or, or Doc. Doc, as he likes to be called. Yep. Um, crazy psycho guy who was sitting on a, standing on his toilet, Great putting Scott. up a clot, uh. and uh, <laughs> falls down and, and creates the uh, flux capacitor. Yep. Um, but he goes back in time, and he needs 1955 Doc to help repair the time machine with parts that don't exist in 19, mm-hmm. 1955, because there's no such... Th- thing is plutonium sold and right. at the corner store <laughs> so and he's got to return marty to 1985 without screwing up himself and the past so yeah that's that's what back that's to the, the premise that's, that's the yeah. premise so of the first film of the first film now there are two other films after yes. it did you were those your fate were did you kind of like him as much as the first one or were you kind of Sad when you saw the second and third? Were they not good sequels? I think they were good sequels. What they were think? good sequels. You don't really get that in a trilogy. Usually it's like the first one's all right. It's like, how do you how do you make the next one without like repeating itself? Like, how do you go that extra step? Yeah. Like, you see films where, like, the more they go on, like, the softer or yep. watered down Yeah, and that's why people get. don't necessarily like, right. you know, uh, sequels or even trilogies. Because right. by the time you get to the third one, like, ah, it's already been done. It's just a repeat. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I mean? Like, it's how just do kind of, how do you motivated? keep people motivated? And I think the best way they did it, and the thing I could think of the most is there was no time gap between one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. There was literally zero time gap. It was, you know, at the end of two, you pick up, or at the end of one, you pick up at two. two. At the end of two, you pick, pick up, up at three. three. And the cool thing is, and I had all three of these movies on VHS. Yep. Which was kind of co- which was kind of cool. Now I have them all on Blu-ray, but. I had them all on uh, on VHS, and what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and I thought if it was at, at most possible, I didn't think it was possible, but if it was even remotely possible, splice the movie and make it one giant movie, so you didn't have to replace the tape, oh. because because you like the beginning of two is the end of mm-hmm. one, you could literally splice the tape together and just continue, and just continue on. on. Because then you could sit down without having to pull out a tape, rewind the tape. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have to do it anything. Would just it was go. literally. I I still think that would be awesome. Right now, I think it's at the 30th anniversary edition of 
Back to the Future, because that was 2015. Mm-hmm. It was the 30th anniversary. So I think for 40, how they should cool do it. Would, they should do it. Wouldn't that be the coolest thing ever to sit down and watch all three Back to the Future movies I would. without changing that a would, disc? Yeah. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I think they should put that together. Yeah. So, so 30 years. It's already been 30 years. And we still have no hoverboard. And we still have no hoverboard, although they call things... Hoverboards. Those are trash. They're trash. They don't, don't hover whatsoever. Stuff. They'll blow up on you and everything. And no, no flying cars. But they cars. make make good uh, humor videos on YouTube. Oh, they do. Yes, yeah. yes. I think I think that's what uh, Robert Zemeckis was going for. So in the future, so. we you know we we uh, fall down on hoverboards that don't necessarily float. Right. So, but yeah, in the future, thirty years into the future, mm-hmm. was October twenty first, two thousand fifteen. That's when Marty McFly came to the future. Did you do something special? Do you know where you were when Marty McFly came to the future? Was it kind of what it wasn't on your mind? Like you were like, oh, I didn't realize today was Marty McFly. A little bit, to be honest. Like I completely forgot about it. Yeah, see, I was all over it. I was, I was counting down the days. Oh yes, dude. Well, I was also in Nashville. Uh, and one of the cool things I was trying to do is find out where Back to the Future was being played on the so theater could, yeah. so I could go and experience it. Um, I actually brought my hoverboard mm-hmm. with me because there's this awesome pond in uh, in uh, Nashville that overlooks the uh, Pantheon, if you know what that is. No. That. It's like the Greek mythology, like, with all the pillars and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this awesome, like, pond that goes that's right in front of it and if you remember in back to the future too how they did the hoverboard thing marty mcfly did it went, over it yeah over the water so i thought it'd be really 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 fun and uh, to, to get a picture even though it's not that the same pond or mm-hmm. same water thing but i thought it'd be awesome to put my hoverboard like on the lip of it uh-huh. and kind of do a skateboard type kind of ollie looking thing so yeah. it kind of looked like i was over the water on it so i did that that was kind of a cool take back for back to the future part two with making it kind of look like my hoverboard was real and floating uh, um but yeah like i was definitely waiting for it and one of the coolest promotions that they did that blew up in everyone's face it, it absolutely was an epic fail was they gave away the the uh pepsi perfect mm-hmm. you remember from the uh uh 80s cafe yep when the little thing shot up through the through the tube and it was the pepsi perfect mm-hmm. this was a prop replica of that pepsi bottle with real pepsi inside i'll post this on on uh online for everyone to see but yep. uh yeah so it has real pepsi in it yep. this is a prop replica of he's he's that, holding that an bottle actual... And so they were giving away, not giving away, you had to buy it. It was like 20 bucks, mm-hmm. but they, it was like 20,000 they were giving away, right? Mm-hmm. Amazon exploded. It, like, everyone, an every, it, was it, just... it was gone. Everyone, and then they screwed up. They put them on, accidentally put them on sale early, and then everyone's orders got canceled. I mean, it was a haul. I mean, the Twitter exploded like, Ugh. like fuck Amazon. I this is stupid. Pissed. And I was literally up at midnight waiting for twelve oh one to roll so I could, you know, buy this thing. Mm. And I was up till three in the morning refreshing the page. My mom was sitting in the bed in the hotel next to me, like, "What are you, are you doing? Like, what are you doing up still? Uh, this is getting ridiculous." Go to bed. Yep. And I was like, "Look, I really want this this thing so badly." And then it wasn't until three days later till they actually figured out 
the website uh, and allowed people to actually buy it. Right. And so I got my hands on one. I'm not going to open it. Nope. I'm sure this Pepsi is flat flat by now. I yeah. did get it in 2015. It's already three. Uh, oh, coming up on three years mm-hmm. old. Um, but yeah, I thought this was literally the coolest prop ever from that movie. So I had to get my hands on it. So, do you have any cool Back to the Future props or anything at home or anything that you want still? Mm, no. No? I think it would be sweet to have a DeLorean, though. Just I know. Just to have that feel. Just like the like, actual car or a model of the car? I think actual. The actual just car? Like... Do you check out my uh, my DeLorean? Yep, yep. It lights up and everything. Does it? Oh, I yeah. I'll, after, after we're done, I'll show you that. I okay. have my Lego DeLorean yep. over there. Which, the coolest thing about that is uh, that was one of the uh, first 100 that came off the production line mm-hmm. where the word shield on the flux capacitor is spelled incorrectly. Really? And everyone's like, why are you putting that together? This thing's going to be a collector's item. I'm like, dude, I don't get leggers to just let them sit in a box. Right. That thing I build still, them and That and thing will it. still be worth money, even though I took it out of the box and played with it. Right. Because the thing is spelled incorrectly. I, don't, I always wondered why defects... Mm-hmm. make things worth more money probably because they're very few and far between right. but i Makes always it thought it'd be rare. i thought it'd be funny that that defects always tend to make things worth because worth no, more people might pass on and be like yeah but it's not like it's they god made a mistake damn it, it's give not me the original it's <laughs> god to, damn it like <laughs> if i go to a store and be like i want something defective give me something defective because in a few years it's gonna be great it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be, be worth fantastic. a lot of money it it is cool though how in like pop culture how uh back to the future has progressed since the last film in like 1990 like uh i didn't watch rick and morty before yep and after i was like this is this is essentially like Back to the Future, but like a drunk version. Yeah, with... drunk crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, Rick is pretty much Doc Brown, right? He's much a thinner version, yes. but but uh, like even in Rocket League, there's a uh, car you can unlock or buy or whatever. But it's the DeLorean from yep. Back to the Future that you can play as. Yeah, and they. I mean, it's sad that they didn't put those things back into production. Mm-hmm. I mean, even now, just I mean, there's a DeLorean uh, convention. Yeah. Um, in, in Minneapolis, there's like 15 people that have uh, Back to the Future DeLorean replicas. If you've ever been to Comic-Con in Minneapolis, they have, we yeah. have a DeLorean yeah. replica there. They should bring um, those back. I think they like, should. I mean, they make a ton of money. Just they buy the Back to the Future car. All right, I'll do that. Right, like they, they brought back certain other models. It's like, why can't they bring back the DeLorean? Like, yeah. They I'm, brought back the, uh, the Volkswagen bus. Yep, yep. And I still think, if I'm not mistaken, here I'll Google it while we while we talk, but uh, I I think they still do. Mm-hmm. Um, because like how the the Camaro looks, like it looks sharp now, like it looks like a beast. Like just know, imagine like a modern day DeLorean, what that could look like with the still the same style doors that it had. Like that would be that the doors would be that open that, that open, open up. up. Yeah. No, I still think on the DeLorean website you can order. Yeah, the DeLorean Motor Company. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get pre-owned DeLoreans. Here, check this out. Look at this. But they're all like... They're all pre-owned, I think. And you can still buy parts. Like, you can get parts off this website. They have a parts store. Um, 
So like pre-owned with, uh, let's see, 44,000 miles on it. 1981 DeLorean. But what, like, since it's like a rarity, like, is it expensive? Like, that's what I'm trying to see. Yeah. I mean, see how much they go for. I mean, if you had, okay, let's, if you had unlimited supply of money, mm-hmm. would you buy a DeLorean? I probably would. Would you go and buy one? Look, yep. this one only has 8,300 miles on it. Would you back to the future it out, or would you just get the DeLorean just to say, I have a DeLorean? I. Would you spend the money to to deck it out, get the wires and the flux capacitor put in? If it actually and... worked, like if we had the technology to do that, I'd, I'd do it. I would. Yeah. All right, 45000 Is it worth it? For a used DeLorean? Uh, if, if, I had, if I had an unlimited amount of money, I yeah, I'd buy it for a collector's item. Like yeah, I'd, just to have. Just to have it and keep it, like, I'd probably roll around with it. A few a few times in the summertime, but yeah, and it looks like they you, they come where you can uh, upgrade the engines on them, and a lot of them come with like a suspension upgrade and aftermarket options and stuff like that. So, if you guys uh, are interested in getting a DeLorean, just go to DeLorean.com. They uh, looks like they're still uh, still selling they're pre-owned still DeLoreans. There. <laughs> they're out there. <laughs> it looks like they're refurbishing them. And, okay. They look and, actually nice, too. They're yeah, not they, like rust rust buckets. Like, no. Nope. They look well taken care of. Yeah, and like I said, they sell parts on the website, too, so it's not like, you know. It's going to be trash. It's going to be trash. And it looks like down. it's out in California, so if you guys listening uh, are from California, you just go to the, the, the DeLorean store yep. <laughs> in uh, California and check it out. So, all right, so. As uh, as we did in our last episode, we're, uh-huh. we're trying to do some, some fun stuff. Some juicier stuff. Juicier stuff. stuff. Some additional stuff. Yes. So, we surfed the web to find some juicier stuff. Because who doesn't like talking about juicy things on the web? Yes. So, I found a website uh, that has curiosities of the actors in the movie Back to the Future. 1985. Ooh. So let's let's see how much of this stuff you know or Ooh. don't know. So Michael Andrew Fox mm-hmm. is the name and adopted name of Michael J. Fox. Did you know that? Did you know his middle name was actually Andrew, not J? No. It's kind of like Homer J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. You think he might have a different middle name, but... Then you find out it's hidden behind the bush and it's just J. J. Yeah, that's <laughs> his middle name, yeah. yeah. And then there's Christopher Lloyd was elected as Doc Emmett Brown after the main option, John Lithgow, was not available. John Lithgow? John Lithgow. Could what? you imagine him as Doc Brown? I don't think I could see him as Doc Brown. He played a good alien in Third Rock, 30 Rock, but or Third Rock from The I Sun. But I, I could don't, see it. You could see it? I could probably see it. Now that, I mean, it's been established with Christopher Lloyd, it's, a, it's tough. To, but, to see the other direction? Yeah, but I could I could see it. I could see John Lithgow as as Doc. Yep. And then there's Leah Thompson, who was cast as Lorraine Bates, mm-hmm. thanks to her performance in the film The Wildlife, and the film The Key to Success in the 1983 with Tom Cruise. Didn't hear that, unfortunately. Mm-mm. Didn't know that. But Leah Thompson's actually been in a lot more lately. She's been doing a lot of cameos on current TV shows. Which yeah. is kind of cool because she kind of fell off the face of the earth after. Now she's slowly reappearing. She's kind of slowly reappearing. 
So let's see what else we got from this awesome website. So do you know Ralph Macchio, famous for the movie Karate Kid, turned down the role of Marty McFly in Back to the Future? Why? Does it say? Nope. Dang. It doesn't. But could you imagine how much, like, your life could have been turned around if you If you did one project, like one certain... I mean, I don't think Ralph Macchio did much after, if anything, after Karate Kid. Uh Uh-uh. But man, I'm sure he got picked for Karate Kid, or for Back to the Future because of his role. Right, the popularity of that, they want to get the most... And he had that nerdiness, he had the, I I don't, you know, I'm not chicken, I don't want to get my ass kicked type of Mm -hmm. mentality like Marty McFly had. But man, to turn down that role... Could have been. What could have been? Where would where would uh, Michael J. Fox be if he was not Marty McFly? Right, John Lithgow, and then yeah. Because let's let's kid. let's. I I I always hate uh, redoing movies. Like redoing movies are are not definitely my bag. But uh, if if we did a reboot, mm-hmm. reboot Ralph Macchio and John Lithgow. <laughs> reboot of uh back to the future. back to the future i don't i don't know if i could see that you imagine what uh what john lithgow would sound like if he said great scott um just great scott great scott i don't know just hearing him in like harry and the hendersons and whatnot just <gasps> yeah <laughs> i mean john lithgow is a funny guy but and ralph macchio is all right but i still don't you Man, don't see it. I mean, if you were, I mean, what would you do if you turned down a role like that? That was like, I'd I'd regret it, but then I'd I'd accept it after a while. I'm like, man, I can't believe, you know, at the time it probably didn't sound that exciting, but then you saw the popularity and the pulp culture behind that trilogy. Like, man, maybe I should have accepted it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I I don't think I would have kicked myself. I don't think Ralph Macchio not too kicking hard. Himself. Yeah. yeah. All right, so another fun fact. Okay, the parking lot where Marty McFly and Doc, Doc Tesla DeLorean for the first time mm-hmm. had the name Twin Pines Mall. Okay. Okay. But when Marty travels back, tumbling down from the farm of Mr. Peapotty, a pine, um, returning to 1985, you see that the uh, affection Astoria as pine along with the demolition that was left standing was the reason why he was given the name to the mall Lone Pine Mall. Mm, interesting. Just didn't notice that. Mm-mm. And speaking of the far Mr. Peabody, Sherman has a son named are the names of the dog and the guy from a cartoon called uh, Bullwinkle Show in which they travel through time. So that's where the Peabody and Sherman came from. Okay. That's where they got it, because they like time travel so much. Interesting. Yeah. A lot of fun facts on the internet. So when Marty McFly arrives in, at the 1955, mm-hmm. goes to a local coffee shop called Lou's, which in 1985 was a school aerobics, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And then in 2015 was called Cafe 80s, in honor of the business that that it was in 1955. Interesting how it went to a school of aerobics. I know, know, right? You're like, you went from coffee shop or really a diner to aerobic shop to another diner. Yeah. So the song (laughs) that plays Marty McFly and his band, the Pinheads, is the song Power of Love by Hugh Lewis and the News. Courthouse in person that refuses to be a pretty loud theme Mm -hmm. is the same Huey Lewis 
We also uh, we also heard one of their songs on the radio called Back in Time in the Morning when Marty McFly Back to 1985. So Huey Lewis and the News did two songs for for Back to the Future. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> when Doc goes to the clock tower, mm-hmm. a piece of the cornice, which will remain uh, so the year 1955 in the year 1985... In 2015, breaks. Oh, I think it was okay. So, remember when he's up on the thing trying to fix it? Yeah. And then he knocks off that little hunk mm-hmm. when he's like dangling from the thing. He knocks off that hunk. Uh-huh. So, when you look at it in 1985, in the beginning, that hunk's not there. Okay. When you when they travel back in time, it's and then he knocks it off and travel back to the future. The notch is on off the, the clock tower. So, so, oh. so continuity. They were they were pretty smart. They were on it. They were on it. They were making sure. Uh, let's see. Oh, see, I learned this. So when I, okay, so I was trying to get you know a couple people to uh, to interview for this podcast because mm. I really like Back to the Future, and so I didn't realize this, but one of the bad guys in the band Biff, the, like the band of bad guys, is played by Billy Zane. No shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. I was like, that is really awesome. And as much as, you know, I'd like to get Michael J. Fox or Christopher Lloyd to be interviewed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how awesome would it be to get Billy Zane? I loved, I love Billy Zane in Phantoms. I love Billy That's Zane. That's what I was going to say. Phantom. In, in a lot of different movies. Uh, like I fell in love with Billy Zane for Phantom. That was where I fell in love with him. But I didn't realize he was in Back to the Future. So I was like, that would be kind of awesome to interview him about his experience and and what he did on Back to the Future. I thought that'd be kind of cool. So, let's see here. So, in the years when the movie was released, uh, was President of the United States, Ronald Reagan, Mm -hmm. that he loved the scenes where he talks about it, so much so that even an official speech made reference to the film by saying the phrase from Doc, where we're going, we do not need roads. So, Ronald Reagan actually used that in a speech. Interesting. That's cool that he was referencing a, uh, back to the future. movie. Yeah. Well, you know, if the president likes back to the future, everyone else will like back to the future. Although it was Ronald Reagan. So, and he was, yeah, let's see what else we got. Yeah. Biff's friends, uh, have, have over 1955 named skinhead match and 3d. It's quite the names. Yeah. Were they, you think they were nicknames or those their parents were just assholes? Oh, man. If my parents ever named me something like that, skinhead. <laughs> skinhead. Hey, you skinhead. Uh, wait, no, no. That's, that's my match. actual name. That's my match. name. Sad. Okay. So there were well, there were a few movie mistakes. Just like every movie has a few different. No movie is perfect. No, no movie is perfect. Um, so in some scenes of the film, mm-hmm. um, can be seen as indicator, speedometer, DeLorean model changes. So the, the, the speedometer model, what mm-hmm. it looks like, isn't always the same when they show the speedometer. And this may be because the filming of the movie, uh, DeLorean used seven different cars. They used seven, really? They used seven different DeLoreans during the filming of it. Interesting. That's kind of tough. Yeah. It's kind of tough to you know, keep continuity when you're using seven different vehicles. Mm-hmm. So, so when Marty goes to wake his father, uh, 1955 dressed in an, in an anti-radiation suit, <laughs> you can see it has in the waist with a hair dryer 
making changes to a, to afraid George, and then take uh, back Marty, but ups the hairdryer has disappeared. Wait, what? Uh, I wonder if that means that like he when he when they cut away and went back to the hairdryer was missing. Mm, that guy, could be it. The guy who wrote this is not very uh, English <laughs> English ready. Looks like indeed it appears that the skateboard scene repeated several times because there were many brands of wheels before Marty went through the sidewalk. So like when he's skateboarding mm-hmm. um, in 1955, the wheels that they used were uh, were different each time because I guess I don't know why. Interesting. But... They uh, they changed him up. I wonder why. That is kind of weird. Right, do you think maybe they keep him the same for the same type of... <laughs> so, at the beginning... Oh, when he, when he at the beginning of the film... Mm-hmm. So, when he's talking with George in the house at the beginning of the film... At the beginning of the film, uh, you can see George's father, Marty, has three pens in his little pocket protector thing. Mm-hmm. But a couple minutes later, one of them disappears. That's, you know, one of those continuity things where you gotta take a picture to make sure that right there's uh, a pen there's not a pen there's not a pen <laughs> there's a pen yep so uh it looks like so when marty and biff are discussing uh um in the backyard when he's doing the laundry mm-hmm. um is Mar- marty's shirt is buttoned up and then in another shot his uh, it's like one button one button is, one button unbuttoned. is unbuttoned so there's there's a lot of things in movies, small things small like that. Small things that I don't think anyone, you know, you have to really slow stuff down, and, right? And really find out, you know, if you're looking correctly. There's a lot of these things in a lot of websites where you could find the mistakes in movies. I don't t- tend to normally, you know, look for those things. You know, right? I'm not I'm right not away. Judge a movie just because in one scene his. His shirt was buttoned, and then the next scene, it's not. Like, what and, the and, heck? Like, and it's one of those things where you just don't notice. You right. Know? You know, afterwards, when people tell you about it, you go back and watch it. And you're, you're just like, like what? Whoa, why did they screw up so badly? <laughs> they couldn't button one button. I know. Ruined the whole thing. Jerk. hate this movie now. I know. I'm never watching it again. Yeah. Okay, I'll watch it again. Yeah, it's a classic. At least five more times. Ten. Twenty. Okay, fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, 10. 10? 11. 11 times. In the next week, right? And the next day. Day. Oh. Ooh. It's an hour and a half. So you could probably watch it 15 times in a day. That's 30 hours. So maybe a little less than that. Eight. You could, you could, there's no rules. You could fast forward it the whole thing. Oh, watch it in super, super fast mode? Yep. Wait, Scott! Why are you doing this to me? Don't kiss me! End the movie. End the movie. Start it all over again. Yep. So, that's that's <laughs> that's what we got for Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. So those those are fun tidbits. Yes. You can check it out online. Twenty things, uh, sixty things about Back to the Future you might not know about. Sorry, I don't have an actual website for you, <laughs> yeah. but. You, know. you can find it on Google. So we're going to go from uh, 88 miles an hour to, to... light speed. And yeah, by, that, by, that, by, that, by that drastic change, mm-hmm. it means we're going to start talking about Sonic. Who? The Hedgehog. Sonic, Who? he's fast. He uh, holds Chaos Emeralds. Uh... Blue. Who? 
Blue Sonic the Hedgehog. Blue Sonic the Hedgehog. With Tails. And he was such a wimp. Tails was such a wimp. Tails was my favorite. Oh, it really? was probably because I was always player two. Oh yeah, and so player two always got tails. Always got tails, but then they introduced Knuckles. And... Knuckles was good, but not as good as Sonic. Tails though, the helicopter effect. Yep, and the double tail. Tails, man. Yeah, you like tails? Did you like his little helicopter thing? Yeah, he seemed pretty lazy. For an animal that could fly using a helicopter tail right. to have a plane? I always wonder about that, though, like, because, like, the first half of his tail was was a tail, but then, you know, the tips, like, how it's did spin. he get it? Would spin. Yeah, I don't, I mean, you'd have to it have defines... a dislocated tail right. to be able to spin it around, especially that. Now, was tails, like, a genetically enhanced animal like Sonic was? Because normal hedgehogs can't run. No, and they're not speed. blue. And they're not blue. And they don't wear sneakers. Well, they could. They could, yeah. They could well, yeah, you could if you wanted them to. But so, so tails or Sonic, I'm assuming, was a uh, hedgehog that went through some sort of change, scientific, yeah, to become fast. So tails, I'm assuming, would have to have gone through the same, same process, same process, so his tail could disconnect, so it could spin Do a really fast. Effect. I mean, would you prefer to have super speed or uh, flying tail? I'd I'd rather have super speed. Yeah, you get places faster. Mm-hmm. Although you could fly, you could, I don't know. Sonic not... could kind of fly. I mean, it moves so fast. And then you remember, could just like, jump you... and then just so remember how like you jump and you hit B and you just do that dart thing. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's kind of like not really flying, but I mean, if you're moving fast enough, it's kind of it like, seem like you're because like you're flying. You're slowing time down as you're running, so it's like you could go great distances as you're as you're jumping. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be pretty legit. What would you take? Would you rather take uh, the flying of tails or the speed? Um, I think I'd probably go with speed as well. I mean, tails to me wasn't the best character. He seemed like a a nutcase that would make a lot of mistakes along the, one the that way. Would hold you back? Like, yeah, God, he would seem like it. to hold me back. Um, but. So one cool thing that I got was the Sonic Mega Collection for the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Now it really sucks that I can't play this. You don't have a I GameCube. Don't have a GameCube. What? I, I know. Did I have, have all a... these other systems. Where did you have one when you bought it? Oh hell yeah! I had what one. happened to it? it Break? I, I think it broke, and I just just couldn't keep it going. But this has every Sonic game ever on it. I mean, it was a fantastic, fantastic game. Mm-hmm. It's got Sonic the Hedgehog too. Three Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic 3D Blast. My favorite was Sonic Spinball. I mean, I know all the other games are great, but did you ever play Sonic Spinball? No. It was like a pinball game mm-hmm. for Sonic, and Sonic was obviously the ball because turned into his little ball thing. Mm-hmm. But like as you beat Doctor Robotnik, it would be at a different level. So you like play the pinball, you get to a certain score, and then it would become a different level, and. Like, we would play hours and hours and hours on end uh, on that game to see who could get the high score. I mean, who doesn't like pinball? Who doesn't like pinball. And who doesn't like Sonic? So you put those two together, uh, you get the most amazing game on the planet. Uh, it wasn't any of the classics, but uh, Sonic did cash in on the uh, Mario Kart get-go. He came out with two games. Um... 
It was like Sonic Racers or something like that. It was for the Xbox 360. Oh, okay. So it was one of the more newer systems. Yeah, but I I want to say it was the first because in modern day Mario Kart, you have like the three transformations between like air, land, and underwater and whatnot. Yep. But I think it was like the first Sonic game because it was, it was all the Sonic characters and you would race like in carts. Oh, okay. And it, there would be land, air, and on water and whatnot and... I think it was it was it was a cool idea and change from your typical Sonic game. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, what, what of those of those games, which was your favorite? Did you play one more than the other, or was it kind of? Um, I didn't have a Sega growing up, but they did release some of the Sonic games on the 360. Um, and one of them I did buy was Sonic and Knuckles. Oh, okay. So I would have to say uh, Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. Is my favorite. See, my my uh, one of my best friends had a Sega, so I had to go over to his house to play Sonic all the time. That was the only time I ever got to play it until I bought uh, the Mega Collection for GameCube. God. On the tiny little disc. The GameCube discs are just that's that was that was one thing I liked about GameCube. Sure, like you couldn't get a full like if it was a big game on one disc, there'd be two discs yep, in one. Yep. But yeah, I know, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you could play on the original Wii. Mm-hmm. You could play the GameCube games. And I know my mom still has the Wii. The Wii. So I think I went, next time I'm going to go home, I don't think she uses it anymore. I think I'm going to swipe it back so I can play some uh, Sonic Spinball. Yeah, because they had the classic, like, yeah, you could buy classic Nintendo could, games. Oh, yeah, there. I still have the controllers. Funny enough, I still have the GameCube controllers. So I could still, uh, <laughs> I could still do that. Um, what uh, what were the uh, extra games on here? What's that? It says uh, the seven games, and then uh, it says extra games. I don't know if that's within each feature. game. I don't remember. Yeah, those unlockable games and secrets. I guess I can't quite remember. It's been a while since I've cracked this thing open. But yeah, the booklet inside just had like... Oh, maybe it's in the booklet. Oh, yeah, I suppose. But I like how on the inside it gives you all the... Uh, um, controls and what all the one-ups and all the little things get you and Mm -hmm. all that stuff yeah i mean this was amazing such an amazing game one thing we did forget to talk about is is the uh what is sonic we we kind of we kind of love sonic too much and just decided to jump in and, and, and ignore all of our our listeners and the people that have never played sonic before in their life so so i apologize but so we'll, we'll go back. back. We'll go back a little bit. Okay. Sonic time the Hedgehog. Travel. Well, time travel. Yes. This this episode is all about time travel, sort of. So, um, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, series was released by Sega. 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 Who doesn't like that? Um, and it was uh, had a number of spinoffs. So mm-hmm. it was originally on video games, but it became uh, comics, animation, other media. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Sonic the... Sonic the Hedgehog is a blue anthropomorphic hedgehog who could run at supersonic speeds and curl into a ball, just like a cute little hedgehog. Primarily attack enemies. Mm-hmm. That was this thing, you just bop them on the head, and if you run into them, you lost all your coins. So throughout the course of the video game, Sonic most commonly had to race through levels, uh, collect power-up rings to survive, because if you didn't have any rings, you'd be dead. Yep. So... More I mean, coins you have. More coins you have, the better better you were. Mm-hmm. Um, and survive against a host of natural obstacles and minions to achieve his goal. 
with many individuals at Sega had a hand in Sonic's creation. Um, so, I mean, this game went through several, several different hands. Um, and uh, the first the first game was released to provide Sega with a mascot, because at that time, right. Sega really didn't have a mascot. Nintendo had Mario. Yep. Um, I would think PlayStation... Was Crash like, Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot was, I think, their mascot at the yeah. time. Uh, Dreamcast was uh, Crazy Taxi. Oh, man, I had... First game ever for the GameCube was Crazy Taxi. Oh, yeah. That was glorious. You had that the was such a good game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. such a great game. Who didn't like Crazy Taxi? And the Dreamcast lasted for all of, like, six months, and then that no one wanted it. <laughs> that, that controller, it was the controller that, that was, was such a yeah. beast. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Sonic Sonic has went through several different iterations. Now, do you remember kind of the kind of the uh, hippie ver- the hippie take on on Sonic? Why why it was such a hippie centric game? Because you, you had to save all the animals. Because oh. Doctor Robotnik turned all the animals in the world into robots. So if you remember correctly, you bounced on a on a bad guy, mm. and it would break out of its robot shell, and then like a bunny would would hop away or. Interesting. And you would say, you never really remember that when you uh-uh. hop into things and they're, they're all little animals in the inside? That's pretty Because Dr. Robotnik would change all the animals into that robots. I know he was such a jerk. So, that's some fun factoids about uh, Sonic. Sonic. So, so now, mm-hmm. we won't do them all, but we found a, found a website. Yep. Uh, if you want to pull it up too, we can kind of spitball back and yeah. forth. yeah. Um, we got 25 things you may not know about Sonic the Hedgehog, but we're only going to read the interesting ones because if we talked about all 25, we'd be here for hours. And mm-hmm. not that you will want to listen to us for hours, but um, we figure we'd give you a few. So we'll, we'll just start at the top here. Okay. Which is awesome. Dude, number 25. I'm going to go with number 25. Okay. okay. Sonic Spinball is the only Sonic game to feature characters from the Archie Comics continuity. Really? Yes. You want to play Sonic Spinball now, don't you? Yes. That, okay. <laughs> I'm looking at the picture right now, and that looks pretty legit. Yep. So Sonic has a few distinct continuities. Archie Comics, Saturday Morning Continuity, is widely considered to be the uh, better Sonic canon. Yeah, I didn't know. I did not know that Sonic and Archie had the same canon. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Well, Holy shit. dude, I gotta play. I gotta break open Sonic Spinball again. Bring it out, because that game was that game. All oh, Archie aside, that that game was phenomenal. So, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with number fifteen. All right, right now, you, uh, you got? did you know Sonic's color is a marketing scheme? I suppose what better way to rack in money for your system is to use your mascot. Yep. Uh, why is Sonic blue? Well, other than his hamster wheel sneaker accident, of course, the answer is simple. Blue is the color of the Sega logo, and Sega wanted their mascot to be the same color. In addition, blue was apparently stands for peace, and Sega wanted Sonic's color to reflect his good guy with a bad attitude nature. <laughs> nice. Interesting. Well, you know, I mean, Sonic is a good guy, and Sega was good, and... Yeah, Sega's still oh, yeah. around. You know, every time every time you hear that Sega logo, you do think Sonic. There's no right, other way. Can't... When you hear that Sonic logo, you're like, eh, that's Sonic. Right, because, you know? like, who, there is, it's it's the game for Sega. There's nothing else for Sega that you think of when you see the logo or you hear the logo. Like yep. it's And Sonic is it. Sonic is the 
best. Now, one that one that we found earlier, um, number seventeen on the list. Uh, uh, Sonic Three and Sonic Sonic and Knuckles are actually the same, same. game. Yep. So Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles combine to create Sonic Three and Knuckles. When you insert the game, uh, one game into the other. This was all thanks to Sega's lock-on technology, which I'd never heard of before, except that technology was actually kind of a sham. You see, Sonic 3 and Knuckles was originally one game, but was too big to fit on one cartridge. And, Interesting. And so if you guys don't know, games back in the in the olden days were played on cartridges. So you popped them in the machine and you blew on them to yep, make them work. The old you know, fashion. the old, the old, okay. Uh, you see, um, so Sega split the game into two parts. Uh, with data for Sonic and Tails, along with the first half of the game on one cartridge, and the data for Knuckles, along with the second half of the game on the other. Connecting the two would just give you access to the full original game. So, on my uh, Sonic Mega Collection here, uh, it does actually separate. Even though it's on a disc, they it's separated. Separate. So, Sonic, Sonic Three, the Hedgehog 3 and Sonic and, and Knuckles. Sonic and Knuckles. So makes you want to go back, go back and play both those games, and you're like, "Oh my god, they were the it's same, the same, same thing." Game. All right, what do you got? You got another one? I got number ten. You got number ten. All right. All right. Did you know Sonic was originally going to have a girlfriend named Madonna? Oh my god, was this because of the whole Roger Rabbit thing? It uh, supposedly it says Sonic was originally going to be trying to save his girlfriend from Doctor Eggman instead of Little Forest Critters. See, named, I told you, Forest Critters, they, yeah, that's who they were saving. Yeah. Named Madonna, she was a blonde girl in a red dress. Yep. Uh, that could have com- competed with Jessica Rabbit for best animated turn-on. <laughs> nice. Fortunately, Sega thought this wasn't appropriate for younger gamers and ditched the Madonna ideal altogether, which, I mean, as you see video games now, there are a lot, a lot of, of sexy women. Se- sexy women. You know, they have larger, you know... Oh, yeah. So, uh... I mean, I think they left that more to the Tomb Raider and, uh... <laughs> um, yeah. Final Fantasy women. Yeah, and Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. But even, yeah, I don't know, Jessica... I mean, Roger Rabbit was meant for kids, right? It was a kid's yeah, movie. Yeah, and I remember seeing that as a kid. Well, I, there was that dark scene where uh, Christopher Lloyd... Yep. Uh... Took the shoe and dipped them in the acid and yep. dissolved them. That that the hurt me dip. as a kid. The dip. The dip. Uh, but I had a crush on her uh, in Roger Rabbit. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You're like, man, I she wish was I attractive. could. Uh, you know, I could draw her and she just pop off the page and, and become real. Become my girlfriend. All right. <laughs> All right. We're down to number seven. Let's go. All we're, right. We're gonna go down a little bit more to number seven. Sonic was the first video game character to be in the Macy's Day Thanksgiving. Uh, parade. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of awesome to be, you know, another first of its kind in summer. I mean, you got Snoopy, you got Charlie Brown, you got a lot of other characters floating yeah. around, but not Sonic. Sonic was uh, the first. So Sonic was the first video game character to have a balloon in the Macy's Day Parade back in 1993. Unfortunately, he was also the first video game character to have a boot balloon pop in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So, <laughs> it was probably because he's so super spiky. Interesting. Yeah, he was the first to go and the first to pop. <laughs> first to go and first to pop. Well, ain't that sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. <laughs> what do you got? All right. Well, I'm having a tough time between five and four. 
Uh, but I'm going to pick five. All right. Sonic's original name was Mr. Needlemouse. <laughs> nice. Much like Mario's original name was Jumpman, yep. Sonic's original name was Mr. Needlemouse. He also <laughs> lent his name to the original Sonic Project tile, Project Needlemouse. The title Project Needlemouse was once again used as the project title for Sonic the Hedgehog 4. Oh, nice. Interesting. Project Needlemouse. Mr. Needlemouse. Mr. Needlemouse. Could you play what Mr. Needlemouse? Needlemouse and Knuckles. <laughs> like, just think about that. Like, I mean, it wouldn't change the game, but... Ooh, it could have been Mr. Needlemouse and uh, um, Thimble Guy. Thimble Guy. You know, Needlemouse, yeah. Needle and Thimble. Yeah. What the what-ifs? I know. I want to play Project uh, Needle Mouse. I should call, <laughs> call Sega and be like, give me some Project Needle Mouse. All right. Why don't we finish it up here with number one. We'll go all the way down to the <laughs> yeah, bottom of the list. <laughs> all right. So, Sonic was almost called Feel the Rabbit. Oh, so, yeah. he went from Mr. Needle Mouse to Feel, to the, feel rabbit. the Rabbit. So, as we said before, Sega went through many different mascot ideas before they landed on Sonic the Hedgehog. One of the ideas that was truly awful named Feel the Rabbit. Feel would pick things up with his ears, then attack them with his body or throw them. Attack them oh, okay. with his body. So feel the rabbit. Feel the rabbit. It's almost like a bad uh, tricks commercial. <laughs> tricks are for kids. Feel, feel the, the rabbit. rabbit. <laughs> yeah, no, I can, I can understand why they didn't go with that name. That would be a very rabbit. bad one to go with. So, but he would pick it, I mean, I guess you could see that, you know, uh, a video game where a rabbit picks stuff up with his ears. I mean, it's got long ears, you could do that. Mm -hmm. um, this design would later become the blueprint for another se Sega game, Rystar. Never heard of Rystar. Uh-uh. The idea of a rabbit that uses its ears for special abilities would later be revisited in the equally awfully named Cream the Rabbit, who used his ears to, used her ears to fly. Cream the rabbit. Feel the rabbit. Cream, cream the, the rabbit. rabbit. Uh, tricks. Tricks. <laughs> I can understand why they didn't go with that direction, but or you gotta think one. of like the the creative direction that they're going in. That even think did they think that these were not they, for kids? Right. Do they think they, the Sega would be for like? They spoke without uh, thinking. <laughs> I mean, grown ups could be. Uh, Sega for grown-ups, I guess. <laughs> they didn't want Sonic to have a girlfriend, but then they were thinking of the names Fuel the Rabbit and Cream the Rabbit. Like, like for due to younger kids playing the games, but, like, well, I'm sure that they kids... Could've, they could have so done a crossover, though. Right. They could have Fuel the Rabbit, Cream the Rabbit... With his girlfriend. With his girlfriend, Love the Rabbit. <laughs> catch the rabbit catch the rabbit <laughs> that'd feel be the, the title rabbit. of the game so the title of the game catch the rabbit mm. with feel the rabbit cream the and rabbit. cream the rabbit what if like you had to choose which one you want to feel the rabbit team, yeah feel the rabbit or cream, cream the, the rabbit. rabbit oh my god that'd be the dirtiest and game we want to direct ever. it to kids <laughs> oh my god yes yeah, directing it towards kids <laughs> They won't know. Like, well, it's kind of like Dis how Disney puts those sexual innuendo. Like, a lot right. of the D kids' movies put the sexual innuendos yeah. inside the movies. It could so be just like that. Grown-ups are watching their kids play this movie, laughing their ass off, and the kids just sitting here. They don't know. Why are you laughing? I don't understand. Parents see it like, oh, my God. God. <laughs> well, it's a... <laughs> 
Well, we have had so much fun today yes. talking about Back to the Future and Sonic. I hope you guys have had a, a lot of fun, time. a lot of fun listening to us. So let's close it out like we normally do. I'll tell you where to find us and how to uh, hear us. Um, you can hear us on uh, Loot Time uh, by typing in Loot Time into Google Play, and iTunes. iTunes Podcast, Spotify. Uh, hopefully soon. Spotify by now. Yeah, um, soon. Because remember, this is the future. Yes. This is the future of Spotify, Stitcher. Um, our website is out. Yep. Um, I can't tell you the name yet, but it's probably it's, it's, it's out. It's out it's there. Out. It's you out. have to just, dig for it. Just dig for it. You it's have to out. travel at the speed of light. Yes. Just uh, go 1.21 gigawatts into the future. And, yes, and you'll see our uh, you'll see our website. Because Sorry, guys. Um, it is possible. It is possible to see it. We'll have it posted for you. Um, and then you can find us on Instagram and Twitter yep. by uh, searching at Loot Time on Facebook. Loot Time. Or you can see our page. Mm-hmm. Um, email us with uh, comments and fun stuff at Loot Time uh, at Yahoo dot com. Um, Wow, you can check us out on uh, YouTube on our channel. Um, just hit up on our website at the bottom, click YouTube, and that'll take you right to our channel. Yes, indeedy. Boy, we had so much fun. If you have any questions, reach out to us. You know, comment on our stuff on social media. We mm-hmm. want to hear from you. Um, and hopefully, next time around, we have a contest to offer, and we'll let everyone know who the winner is. Yep. Um, so make sure you do check our social media because we want to have people enter contests and let people win. So, until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. I'm Kevin Hebner. And that's all the loot time we have. Adios.